welcome to this week's episode of Unscripted Energy. I am one of your hosts, Nora Nopal, and I'm joined by my co-host, Pat Jones. Unscripted Energy is a podcast focused on the healing properties of energy work integrated in everyday things in everyday life. Unscripted because it's just that. Unscripted, unedited authenticity from two people working in the field of energy and spiritual wellness. So tune in, not just to us, but to yourself and experience unscripted energy. Do you have a word you want Pat and I to consider for a future episode? You can leave it on our Facebook page at Unscripted Energy or email us at unscriptedenergy at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. been listening to Unscripted Energy, a podcast by hosts Nora Noble and Pat Jones. The viewpoints on Unscripted Energy are those solely of the hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of our followers or commentators. Thank you for tuning in to Unscripted Energy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Unscripted Energy. I'm your host, Nora Noble. I'm joined with my podcast co-host, Pat Jones. How's Pat doing today? Good morning. Very good. Thank you. And you? I am doing outstanding. Um, you know, it. it's not a bad day here in northern Ohio. It's, you know, cold. No, it's cold. It's There's cold. no snow today. No. We did have no. snow, our first snow this couple yeah. days ago. And right on par with the usual for Northern Ohio, everybody lost their minds and forgot how to drive and shop uh-huh. and everything else. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watch it out there this time of year. You do. you got to look out for yourselves. So hopefully wherever you guys are listening from, it's warm or you're warm and, and toasty. So thanks for joining us on yeah. Unscripted Energy today. You're joining us for the first time. Uh, we say this at the beginning of every podcast that this is unscripted energy. So we don't know what we're going to say until we say it. We pick a word of the week and we meditate on that word. We talk about that word and talk about it from an energy perspective and kind of just off of the basis that every, every word has energy attached to it. Words affect us, um, good, bad, and Really, I guess they could affect us neutrally. I've yet we've yet to draw a word that we can't talk about, though, right, Pat? That's that's true. That's very true. <laughs> Which a few times have been 
quite amazing that we talk for an hour about that word. It, it is. I mean, yeah. if, if, yeah. You're, if you watch the YouTube videos, you can tell, or maybe you can't, but we can tell, there are moments where, you know, I know that we're both struggling for <laughs> content because it's like, I think we've said it all. Um, yeah, yeah, there's that. <laughs> but, you know, you never know. You never know where the word's going to land. And we all take, we each take turns picking our word of the week. So this is season five. Again, for those of you, if you're just joining us, yeah, we've been talking for five seasons about nonsense and everything. Yeah. Um, and, and some serious stuff. So... This is episode you never know when it's, where it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah, you never know where it's going to go. That's for sure. Or how it's going to land with either of us. I mean, sometimes, you know, one of us will pick a word and we're like, you know, wah, wah, wah. I don't know where that's going to go. But And, you know, actually, I was going to, I thought about this this morning that, because um, we've been doing this for over two years. Mm-hmm. and Hard to believe. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't even know how many episodes altogether. I'd have to count them. But yeah. there have been, um, I was thinking about what was one of my favorite words that we've done. Oh, yeah. And the first one that popped into my mind was stoicism, oh, which, yeah. which I learned so much. And then after we did the episode, I ended up, you know, Googling and reading and looking things up about it. That was a good word. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, you just, uh, it's always different and unique. And so we'll see what we come up with today. Yeah, we'll see what we come up with today. And I'm not a mathematician. And anybody who knows me knows that to be true. I even have trouble with calculators. Um but if, if my math is correct, this is our 76th episode. Wow. We have typically, I think, 16 episodes a season. So that would be 64 plus 12 would put us at 76. So 76 episodes as of today. I have to That's think amazing. about something for our 100th episode. I yeah. think make it a big one. And that thought, too. Yeah. Great minds and all. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Pat's going to pick the word of the week because she gets the evens this season. I'm going to dig in my bowl. This is a new word that I just put in. Like how how long ago? Um, Two weeks ago, you said? a few weeks ago, I think. I I put a few um, different words in. I think I see it on her screen. Go ahead, Pat. I think I can. You say it, though. Quirky. I love that word. (laughs) I know. And I think it's possible that <laughs> we we said that word or talked about that. I describe myself another. that way often. What what did you say? I describe myself that way often. I think in this when we talk, I, I'm a I have a quirky personality or I have a quirky job or yeah, I like that word. Okay, all right. Yeah. Here's the, here's the definition. <laughs> Does it ready. describe me to a T? Uh, <laughs> Wait, this is funny. <laughs> Having, having, or full of quirks. <laughs> so, obviously, I'm going to look up quirks now. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a pe- p- 
peculiarity of action, behavior, or personality mannerism. He is full of strange quirks. <laughs> a shift, subterfuge, or evasion. Wow. Mm. Subterfuge. There's a word. I have to look that up. <laughs> Formed with a quirk or channel as a molding. Mm, that's different, too. Yeah, that is different. I would, I, out of all of that, I would pull out the word peculiar. Peculiar. <laughs> that's... I'm pretty but peculiar. I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe you as peculiar at all. <laughs> well, what is peculiar? What is peculiar? Well, I mean. maybe we have looked at one. <laughs> add, we need to I add mean, that to the bowl. Um, peculiar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, peculiar. Um, I don't know. I think it depends on your connotation of you know quirky and peculiar. You know. Um, because you might not describe me as... <laughs> I had to look it up. Okay. Of course. Go ahead. What peculiar, is it? Peculiar is strange, queer, odd. Uncommon, unusual. I mean... So... I'm not normal. I mean... What'd you say? <laughs> I'm not normal. <laughs> yeah, but... What is who normal? Who is? Yeah. And what is normal? Okay. Right. I mean, we could dissect this right down to the ground. <laughs> What I'm hearing you say is, I'm, it's not about me. It's about the word. <laughs> no. I'm not really saying that, but, um, but you are you are a self-proclaimed quirky. I am. Person. Yeah. I I am self-proclaimed quirky. I would, I would say I'm quirky too, because but I think we all have our quirks. I think we all have our quirks. Mm-hmm. It's just it's part of personality or something yeah and what might well i think it goes see we're gonna we always do this we get excited about a word and we jump into the conversation which is fine um it's our podcast we can make and break the rules as we want to um but i i think that just goes to speak about the connotation of what's normal right yeah yeah you know what might be a quirk to me might not be a quirk to somebody yeah. else. Yeah. You know, my husband probably um, on most days thinks that, you know, what I consider quirks or what the world considers quirks, he probably finds them adorable. Um, and they're not quirks to him at all. That's just who I am. Yeah, it's just who you are, yeah. Yeah. Who we are. Yeah. All right, before we go <laughs> off on a couple of tangents here. Because we can do it. Um, let's, uh, let's drop in and see what this is going to roll. Okay. <laughs> let's see what Pat's going to, okay. what Pat's going to bring to us here today in this meditation on quirky. <laughs> <laughs> well, like first of all, it just, it kind of makes you laugh and smile. It does. It's a great word. Yeah. I, I love it. I think we all should embrace our quirks. Yes, I think so too. No, except except you, whoever you are that's listening, not you. You're just too weird. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Some quirks are just too weird. I'm just kidding. Do you? We don't care. We don't judge. We're talking, well, we won't. I won't start talking about it. Uh, Let's meditate first. Okay, let's meditate first. (laughs) Trying to keep it. Some words just excite us like that. I know, I know. 
Yeah. But this is, you know, this is exciting because it's fun and that's really why we do this. Um, it boils down to um, why we do this podcast is because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, hopefully we can um, share and um, put some some of that out there into the ether. Yes. The cyberness. <laughs> so let's, um, if you are able to, in this moment, um, able to uh, close your eyes, you can do so. And if that's safe for you to do so now. And we're just going to drop into this um, energy of the word quirky for a moment. Um, which for me drops down right into the heart. Um, in Qigong, the heart is related to the fire element, and the principle for that element is enjoyment. And so, um, we can take a moment to feel that enjoyment in our heart, what gives us joy, and whatever quirks we may or may not have. Um, what you what you do have is your own unique energy, and like Nora said what a quirk would be for you might not be for me and vice versa. So let's drop into that, feel that in your heart. And one of my favorite Qigong sayings is, we have a serious business of not being too serious. And holding things with lightness, things like quirks, um, makes you feel lighter, gives you joy in your heart. And let's just try to feel that. So putting your attention in the heart space, in the chest, Breathing into that, smiling into that. It might bring to mind something that you do that's a little quirky and smile into that. It's part of you. Embrace it. Smile into it. nice deep breath, feel that aliveness, the chi, the energy. And we're going to take that feeling into our talk here for the next few minutes about the word quirky. Namaste. Namaste.
Thanks, Pat. I like that. Welcome. You know, when you were, before you started um, the meditation, um, I obviously didn't know, um, like, where you were, were going with it, but I was, mm-hmm. for me, when you first said the word, my awareness actually got drawn down into my not completely into my solar plexus, but from an from from the energy perspective, I felt it just above my solar plexus, like in my in my like deltoid process, if you will, um, area and below that. Um, so it's that's still considered heart space. It's kind of between the heart and the solar plexus space. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. That you any might, idea why? I, I think I do. And I mean, I had a couple of ideas and why it was drawn down there. Um, one of them being that when, <clears throat> from an energy perspective, our energy, all of the energy of any emotions that we experience or um, things that we, or things that we experience that maybe we don't automatically attach emotion to right away. All that ener- all energy comes into us actually in our sacral below our belly button area. That energy just kind of sits there until it's either processed through and eliminated, or expressed in a different way. And when it when you express it in different levels, it starts to work its way up. So when you have this kind of quirkiness or this thing that's this really kind of this light and airy kind of energy is going to move easier than something heavy like, a, you know, sorrow or grief. Um, it's okay. going to move easier. So it's kind of has this floaty air about it. So when you start to express and tap into those emotions, they do come up into the solar plexus and they hang out there. And that's where you start to discern it. That's where okay. you kind of start to ruminate on you know what is this this thing that I'm feeling and when you start to understand it more it moves upward into the heart space where you okay then can where you start to filter that discernment and and offer it more understanding um and so then that's when those other higher levels of consciousness come in either in the throat if you need to express it or Mm -hmm. like verbally or comes into the mind if you need to express it, um, you know, through written word or painting or object or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of the birth of, the birth of emotional energy, if you will. And I think when you you think of quirkiness, quirkiness in, in taken in the context that I use it anyway, you know, I'm still trying to figure out why I, consider myself quirky which is why I think it's housed there but quirkiness has this kind of light heartedness to it right it's not serious yeah Yeah, that was that was yeah that was kind of the gist of your Mm -hmm. your your meditation is quirkiness Mm -hmm. is really light heartedness doesn't take life too seriously or tries not to for the most part um you know so that's kind of that's why I think it kind of housed itself there because Mm-hmm. I'm still in this process of my life trying to discern if 
that's a good thing or not that I describe myself as quirky. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what are your thoughts? Why do you why did you kind of I know joy, you mentioned in your meditation, but what what makes you think that that or what what brought that kind of idea to your mind that quirkiness is associated with that kind of feeling? The um just the the joy the like you said the lightheartedness um not being too serious um and that's what i've learned through qigong is um and and that we when we quote unquote do qigong we call it play we play qigong and it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be enjoyable and so when I hear the word quirky, I just think fun. Yeah, it is. I mean, or, and it's, it's like thinking about kids and how, you know, they do just goofy, quirky things, Mm -hmm. but they're just expressing themselves and having fun. And, um, you know, we get to be adults. If we do something like that, then we're peculiar or odd or quirky you know um we can't just get up and dance if we feel like it we have to you know stay in our seats right (laughs) so i guess that's that's what it makes me feel yeah is is just being kind of goofy and fun it is goofy and fun and you know we think about you know, you made a real, I, I like the point that you made there about, you know, we're told from a very early age, too early, mm-hmm. um, that we need to, you know, just, you know, act your age. Um, I've heard people like, you know, reprimand their kids in that, in that way as early as like, you know, eight years old. Well, how, how's an eight year old supposed to act? Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? I think they are acting their age. And the same yeah. side of that, I'm 51 years old, and I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means to act well, my age. Well, me too, and, and um, I mean, I say once in a while, I'm a big kid, you know, and um, I'm really, really okay with that. <laughs> yeah. You know what just came to mind, and I don't know, because I know, you know, the holidays, sometimes people are parked in front of the TV, sometimes they're not. Um, and I know that you don't get on social media a lot, so you might not have seen this, but maybe you did, maybe you did hear about it. But when mm-hmm. I think of quirky, and I think about this kind of uh, avenue that we're talking about, about acting your age and not mm-hmm. really understanding what that means, just really, for me, in this kind of, it's forced me to, hearing this word and having to talk about it today has forced me to to, to go into that space of discernment, you know, mm-hmm. of why do I do it? Um, but I'll, I I think I know why I do it. Um, I think initially it comes out of a defense mechanism. I think I call myself quirky because then if I say I'm this or that, then people can say whatever they want and it's going to hurt less, or at least that's the connotation that we tell ourselves, right? That if I make fun of myself, then when other yeah. people make fun of me, it's it's not going to hurt. Well, it's not exactly true. It's just like the word weird that we did a while. And 
you know, if you call yourself a weirdo, then you're exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, anybody can call you a weirdo and it's not going to bother you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, kind of the same idea. It is kind of the same idea. And, you know, and I, you know, in there, I think when I was talking about it being, you know, being weird, we get to choose. We don't often understand that. We get to choose whether it bothers us or not. Right. We often, and, and I'm guilty of it myself, of saying, you know, you made me feel blank, like whatever, fill in the mm-hmm. blank. And mm-hmm. No, I got to choose what I attached to that. And so, you know, using that adjective quirky, I, it, I think initially it started off as a defense mechanism, but I later came to... Um, honor it as like radical mm-hmm. acceptance that this is these are the ABCs of me you don't yeah, have to like them this is who I am and yeah but going on to that 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 train of thought that I had about you know maybe you saw this over the holidays when I think of quirky people and you know um, acting your age mm-hmm. um, a lot has been said in the news in the last few days since uh, Thanksgiving weekend about uh, Ms. Dolly Parton's performance at hi- halftime during one of the football games over the last couple of days. Um, it was during the Dallas Cowboys game that she was invited oh. to come and sing songs from her new rock star album. And uh, and that's a new twist. That's, that's Everybody's associated Dolly for years with country music. It's in yeah. her roots. And she's not going away from being a country southerner by trying to sing, you know, create some of her own, but also sing classics with people. Um, I actually listened to the album after the halftime show because um, I was curious about it, and my beloved Joan Jett does a duet with her of my favorite Joan Jett song. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I, so I, but I, when, when we were talking about this word, she was an image that came to mind is Dolly Parton is pretty quirky. Yeah. You know, she's got yeah. her own look. Um, she makes fun of the fact that people say she's just a dumb blonde. And she goes, that's funny. I'm neither dumb nor blonde um, because she wears wigs. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, people had a lot to say about Dolly coming out at the halftime show dressed as a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. She's yeah. 70-some years old. I know. I that, couldn't believe my eyes. That took balls, in my opinion. <laughs> Go Dolly. Yeah. I I, don't know. <laughs> I I sat there yeah, see we both have mixed opinions. I sat there for about a half second and went Okay. Uh. <laughs> okay. And that because I wasn't used to I mean I've used to seeing her in different types of, you know, costumes over the years and some of yeah. them are she's not yeah. afraid to be a little risque at seventy yeah. some years old. Yeah. Yeah. She's owning her quirks. <laughs> But yeah, 100%. I was I was taken aback for a minute, and I was like, yeah. "All right." I didn't know how I felt about it, but then after a few seconds, I went, "You know what? Go for it. You're yeah. seventy some years old. You've earned the right to parade around, I guess, and yeah. and do that and show up like that and enjoy it." It goes back to your meditation. She was enjoying yeah. the heck out of herself. Yeah, exactly. Regardless of what anybody else thought. And not worried a bit about what anybody's going to say on social media. I suppose that they, you 
ex you know, the, the, the people who didn't like it, you know, perhaps expected her to come out, you know, a little more covered up, I guess, but well, and she maybe, hasn't been covered up in maybe, years. <laughs> right. I was going to say, maybe a lot of the people aren't even fans of Dolly or even have seen her that much or, yeah. you know, it was a di kind of a different uh, genre or whatever yeah. for her, maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, I haven't read anything about it. Like the, the. Um, I mean, I think it was you know like kind of a mixed bag of people okay. either liked it or they didn't, but yeah. she was owning her quirkiness for sure, yeah. and she's been doing yeah. that for decades, yeah, owning exactly. her quirkiness. Yeah, and at this point, she's not worried about any of the backlash. She's, she's just out there having fun and doing her thing. She don't need to make another album or do another concert. She's set for life. No, no she just likes doing it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. she likes so, to get that's dressed a really, up. That's a really good example. Yeah, of, of, she's a quirky individual, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, and and to go in at her age, and, and you know, again, age really has nothing to do with it, but it, I, yeah. I mean tenure, when I talk about age, I mean like her age and tenure this time in her career she has nothing to prove right she has right. a fan base you either like her or you don't yeah to go and say i'm going to switch genres and she wasn't switching genres i want to try to make a rock album yeah just doing something different and it, and it spurred out of actually you know, talk about quirkiness it spurred out of another another backlash on her where people were like why is she in the rock and roll hall of fame when she was nominated i think oh. it was last year um oh. And she was inducted into the Hall of Fame. She wasn't going to accept it at first because she said, "I'm a country singer." Yeah. I don't understand why you want me. You, in the Hall you don't of Fame. want to get me started on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, I can only imagine. I have some <laughs> similar. I don't understand yeah. why some groups haven't made it and some have, and yeah. I don't understand no. the voting process. And yeah. Um, but yeah, but they. I didn't. I didn't even know she was. Nominated. Last year she was inducted it was a big uproar because she's a country singer. Why is she in well, the rock fame? I, I honestly can understand that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people had an opinion about it, but it had to do with her, her influence on, uh, on the rock genre. It had to do with her songwriting that she's oh. partnered with, with other artists, including, okay. I mean, I don't consider Whitney Houston a rock artist, but she's, um, I yeah, guess. I mean, people have, um, She's written a lot of great songs, mm -hmm. and people have um, always recorded her songs over the years. Yeah, yeah. that's that's true. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. And, and we often think about like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like without getting off on another tangent. But right. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is only being about like the musicality that we experience as the consumer, you know. And there's so many parts, the writing yeah. and production that go into it that yeah. I don't, as a consumer of music, don't often consider, and I do, probably like you, when they throw out the list of names and I go, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's. I think it's um, the people that have been left out is what my, I, what I have a problem with. Yeah. But oh, no, no. Again, we, won't, we don't have to go there. <laughs> those, are, those are the quirks of us, right, Pat? There's, that's the, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. It, I, yeah. It, I think it go actually, if you think about it, Pat, it goes right along with our word, right? It's, yeah. 
it, that's a quirk that we don't get, you know. They, it seems like there's an, a flawed quirk in how mm-hmm. the Rock Hall picks people and um, yeah. how they decide who's going to go in and the voting and all that. I don't, I don't get it. I don't always agree with it. I, I they don't care that I don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> they yeah, don't I, care that I don't like it. I just stopped paying attention to it a long time ago. Have you been to the Rock Hall? Have you visited? Uh, years ago. Years ago, yeah. I've, gosh, when would that have been? It's been years for me too. I can't remember. Yeah, I remember we went on a, yeah, free like in January when they have like, I think an MLK Day. The museums across the country here have free admission day, and uh, we went. So we didn't we didn't pay to go to the <laughs> we didn't pay to get into the rock yeah. hall. Yeah. Well, um, it was years ago. And I, I don't. Yeah. It was cool, but you know. Yeah. It's quirky. Quirky. We'll never understand why they do what they do, but you know what? Circling back, go Dolly. I don't. I don't have to. Yeah. I don't have to like it. I don't have to agree with it. But I will give her the respect that she's made a career out of being quirky, and. Well, and there's other. There's other celebrities like that, other oh, gosh, um, yeah. music, um, art. Another a comedian, a that a long um, past comedian, I think of comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, every, there's probably about five that just popped into my head right now. Mm-hmm. Carrot Top. Carrot Top is very quirky. He's not my thing either. He was when I was like a teen, but I, no offense, he Carrot Top. Funny. He yeah. was funny at first, but then he kind of went off the rails. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and, and I did. First one he, I thought of. Gallagher. Gallagher was a quirky yeah. comedian for sure. I saw Gallagher yeah. in live once. Is he the smashing? <laughs> the watermelon, watermelon smasher. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. passed away a couple years ago. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and comedians really are, I think, they're quintessentially quirky. Yes. I mean, we just named yes. two, like, very, um, you know, performance-based. Mm-hmm. Our friend Dixie is as quirky mm-hmm. as they come. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dixie Longgate. probably go along with that. I think, I think she would agree that she's a quirky gal. Um, speaking of that... I just hit me in the head just now. Today is Dixie Longgate's birthday. That was not ah. intentionally thrown planned, but happy birthday, Dixie Longgate. Happy birthday, Dixie. Birthday, Dixie. I won't I won't give you a number, girl, because you know, we don't do that. No, we don't do that. No. But you you know how young you are. So cheers to you. Um ah. Yeah, so um yeah, there but each of those are, um that we just named there, um have their own, you know, they have their own quirks, but they're very performance kind of based, right? They're very action, comedy driven. Um, But I, I think of a different kind of quirky. And that is, you know, I think of going away from even though it's still physical comedy, Robin Williams, Robin, mm-hmm. Robin and Billy yeah. Crystal, and like they're they're very yeah. quirky. 
they have yeah. their own kind of style, hysterical. Yeah. But yeah. even George Carlin, who yeah. pushed the envelope in so yeah. many ways, um, you know, I I don't know why, but do you think that quirky is kind of I don't know reminiscent of, and I don't know that this is entirely true about me for the most part, but that at some point quirky people just stop giving a crap, <laughs> you know, like about what people about what people think. They just are enjoying the heck out of yeah, the moment. Yeah, that's an interesting thought because I personally I feel like I the like every decade I get more that way yeah like I, I don't care what people think or you know I just don't I don't have time I don't I don't worry about that stuff anymore it does it I think it really does change as you get older when you're young I mean why is it that we all we're all no and no matter the generation. You try to fit in. We're trying to and find a place to belong. I think it's worse for young people now than ever. Absolutely. But, you know, like adolescence and then 20s are just that time of, why are we so worried about what everybody else thinks? Just do your thing, man. Mm-hmm. Right? Do your thing. And that's, you know, for me, that's what I always say when somebody asks me what I'm doing. I'm just doing my thing. If it's not... <laughs> hurting yourself or anyone else and it's not yeah. breaking the law yeah um you know um who cares right be yourself right. do your thing yeah. yeah you know i'm maybe i will dress as a dallas cowboy cheerleader on the next episode i don't know i don't <laughs> think that's gonna happen but highly unlikely that's gonna happen uh. Um, but you know, well, we've talked about this before, like with, with, uh, fashion, you know, and you talked about your, your red coat when you were a kid. Oh, my red coat. I was and, a quirky. I'm still and, quirky. And think about that, how some people dress, Yeah. you know, and um, it's just a matter of like, you know, their particular likes, you know, for all of us we you know what if we all walked around and looked the same oh my gosh you know wouldn't that be more weird than it is now i thought you know i thought one day when i left the house that i was um i had on these uh royal blue knitted tights now nobody was wearing this stuff in 1980 whatever 85 when i was in middle school nobody but me um, I was a fashionista. Nobody knew that. They just decided to pick on me um, instead. But I had on these royal blue knitted tights and little white, um, you know, those little white t tennis shoes um, and my dad's button-up dress shirt. My dad never really, he had dress shirts for church, but he didn't really, you know, wear them. So this crisp um, button-up white dress shirt with blue pinstripes in it and and I went to school like that I look like I just rolled out of bed 
probably slept, you know, I was only in junior high, but I looked like I, you know, had overnight at my boyfriend's and rolled out to go to college class, right? Um, probably what I look like. But I was met, um, you know, going from homeroom to first period by my, my bully who ridiculed me in front of everybody. And that still sticks with me. I'm 51 years old. Yeah. yeah. And I still yeah. remember it very vividly. And I won't name yeah. her. I won't, yeah. I won't name name her name because, you know, she's living her own quirky life in Florida with her fake boobs and spray tan. <laughs> um, I'm not judging, just describing. <laughs> just describing. Um, everybody, like, everybody has their quirks. Her thing's not my thing, yeah. and my thing wasn't her thing. But in middle school, she made it known that, you know, people, quirky people like me didn't have a place in that school. And, um, and I continued to not give a crap and continue to show up. And you know what I did the next day? I was even more outlandish, more quirky. The Good next, for you. The next day I showed up in a, in a corduroy mini skirt and my dad's pajama top. Oh my God. I didn't Isn't care. Isn't that wild? I mean, it's so funny. I mean, wild because. I'm sure you can see that image in your mind right it, I, now. Oh, I absolutely can. And, and it, like and it, it was absolutely, yesterday. And it absolutely bothered me, but I was not going to give her the satisfaction of letting her yeah, see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, good for you at that age to be that strong. I think we've talked about this before, too, that I, I at that age, there was no way I would ever do anything like that because I was too worried about what somebody's gonna say or yeah like I absolutely went home and cried my eyes out though I was too busy mounting into the background so nobody would notice me (laughs) I did I did that after I did that after college like between high school and college I tried to do that for a minute and then it didn't work out for me but um I, but that's not to say that I didn't go home and cry or get mad or, you know, yeah, act it, out. It all I, hurts, yeah. But looking back, this is a testament to quirkiness and, accept, and radical acceptance. And that is, I have the same essential, essentially the same group of friends since that I've had since kindergarten. Yeah. They haven't, yeah. we haven't, <clears throat> you know. That's- great and I can and my dad used to tell me that you know you'll find your people you'll be able to count them on one hand and he's absolutely true like of those of those core people yeah yeah there's four of them that haven't changed and um you know and you know you pick up people along the way and some of them stay and some of them go but there's four people that have been with me since kindergarten um wow and one of them's been on the podcast um and she and some are my friend Krista that Pat knows. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we. Wow. That's so cool. It's, it's unheard of, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the generations that are coming up will be able to. And now my, my granddaughter, my oldest granddaughter, can say that. She's had a friend since preschool. They're still best friends. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're teenagers now. So, um, you, you'll find the people that accept your quirks. Yeah, I think. Like, my son, he has friends that he was friends with that young. Yeah. 
and um, I think my daughter, like uh, a couple people from middle school maybe, yeah. Mm -hmm. But like I moved so much that, you know, I don't have people from that young. Mm. But you've got a long time friend that Right, you've got that. Yeah, yeah, like from teenager mm-hmm. age. Yeah, yeah. And and they accept, you know, your quirks, yeah. and you accept them, and right, yeah. right, yeah. And and it's those this. And when I say like, you'll find the people that accept your quirks. That doesn't mean that like the, they're absolutely perfect and they do no wrong. When you're accepting their quirks, you understand that they're flawed individuals. And you love them anyway. Like all of us, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just truly, um, you know, un- unconditional. Yeah. I say there you uncon- go. Yeah, I say unconditional love, but, um, you know, I, I mean, I think that's true. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think I've ever really had a falling out, per se, with those, well, maybe one but we were, you know, with those core four people, but we were able to just talk it out without getting heated. I've never had like a blow up, blow up argument with any of those four people ever. Right, right. In 40 some years. Right, yeah. Cause we just go, eh, you know, I'm sure they probably go, it's just Nora, she'll be. Yeah, exactly. You know, she'll, yeah. she'll get over it, come around, she'll be all right. Or, and, and if I'm not, they'll check in in a couple of days and go, you all right? Like, you really, you really took that a certain way. And I'll go, I'll be fine, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because you know that those four people would never, or I know, those four people would never truly hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, they accept my quirks. They know that mm-hmm. I'm not what society considers normal. I'm a quirky <laughs> individual. Self-proclaimed. Um, but, I am t- but that's what makes us what's, what do you think Pat is one of and, and maybe I'm asking too much maybe I don't want to know um, <laughs> one of my quirks yeah what are your quirks Pat this is, the, this is the one I've been thinking about the whole time we were talking and this is I you know it's, to me it's a small thing but uh, <laughs> and somebody's like what I color code by well I color code a lot of things oh like I color code my books on the bookshelf but I I and I have a a habit of putting things in the rainbow colors and and I will literally stand in my closet and line up my hangers my color yeah my closet's the same way me and, and even now, sometimes my clothes. Now I'll I'll arrange them by color and in the order. See, Chris, I'm and not I, wor- I'm not as weird as you think I am, <laughs> or or Pat and are but both I'll, weird. But I'll literally while I'm doing it, I'll literally have the thought, "This is kind of weird," that, or something. Man, I'm think this getting is really weird. messed up. <laughs> you know, I am like sort I said, of it's just a little thing. But also, to me, it's almost a, a meditative kind of a thing, where I, I'll 
you know, in that moment, I'm not thinking about something else or worried about something else or whatever. I'm just happy in my little moment of color coding. Yeah, it helps you to be very present. I think for me, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's, I think it's one of, I, I, I know I have some, o, I don't have OCD. I don't want to, like, yeah. I don't want to yeah. qualify that by people who really are, like, debilitated by that. But for me, it's it's a control thing. It's a compulsive way to organize because yeah. I'm not organized everywhere in my life. I think I'm I'm exactly like that. But yeah. I can organize that closet. I can't organize the fridge very well. I've tried. I've tried. I have another human being that lives in my house that makes that impossible for me to do. <laughs> um, but I've tried. We aren't naming any names. No, Chris. I'm not naming any names. But <laughs> another human being that lives in my house that doesn't always go with my organization style and sometimes I've in 20 years I've had to reside resign to it and go okay oh it's okay because he's got his quirks too yeah just like all the rest of us and and I had to learn to make some of them endearing so that Mm -hmm. we could stay married (laughs) that's right Despite his what quirks, I like being married to him. <laughs> yeah. I've become yeah. accustomed to it. Yeah. And that happens when you um, live in the same house with someone, whether it's parent, child, husband, mm-hmm. wife, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Like one of, and, and so, so your, you color code. Is there any other quirks that stand out to you? Um... Not, I mean, I, I kind of have been honing in on that particular one. I'd have to think about it a little bit. I think, for me, if I come up with one, I'll let you know. <laughs> for for me, other than my, you know, my, my profession, which I've talked about on here quite a bit, you know, I have a bit of a quirky profession, mm-hmm. or at least it's viewed like that. But I've done. I, I I set a platform several years ago to not make it so to try to make what I do more mm-hmm. mainstream. Mm-hmm. So I try not to lump the profession in with that so much. Uh, yeah. But I think other than the color coordinating, um, I think one of my quirky things, like, again, it, some of my quirky things go back to just being able to put order and control in my life in the things that I can control. Um, One of the other things that's like, I don't know, a big kind of sticking point, like a thing for me that it's it's such a quirk that I actually get like flustered when it when, when it's more normal (laughs) than quirky. And that is um, you know, I I used to be so very like rigid and regimented and planned and organized that um, because I felt that I had to. I mean, I had little kids. I was a single mom for a while, so I had to have the certain order and ultra like I had planners and calendars and everything marked out. Like, and now yeah, I still keep a calendar. I still have, I mean, I have to know when my appointments are, when I got to go to work and see people. Um, mm-hmm. But I've, I've 
recently had to let go of some of that in order to keep peace in my life. So when things get a little too regimented and too okay. regular and okay. too routine, I get a little antsy. <laughs> I get a little like, I need yeah. some spontaneity. I need to, you know, and so that's why we go on drives. Yeah. We go on drives a lot. That's interesting because um, I think that can be a quirk where somebody is so super organized, like with all the the labels and the that's um, my spouse in some ways yeah yeah and 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 to them that's their normal mm -hmm. the other you know somebody might think that that's a quirk but it's really not to them i will share this you know i will share this brief story i'm gonna tell on him i don't i don't think he'll care but um we went on a cruise in 2019 and my spouse was so ultra-organized that we had a three-ring binder, like a little half-inch, one-inch, whatever, you know, a small three-ring binder, white binder, in our backpack that went everywhere on every excursion with us because it had, um, it had copies of our like boarding pass in a in a plastic sleevey thing and then you flip the next page and like this is our rent you know this is our parking for at the airport and then here's our cruise information here's a thing a page for every excursion and everything i need to know about that excursion i mean every detail of our trip was in this binder and now we're on a we're on a shuttle from our hotel in Florida to um, uh, Port Lauderdale at Fort Lauderdale and um, and we're on he we get on the shuttle bus and he gets out his binder so he can kind of check that we've done that because he mm -hmm. check and balance thing and it helped him yeah. stay organized and in control and that's what the quirk he needed and uh -huh. we're on the the bus and he's looking at the binder and there's a couple sitting in front of us and Chris and the other husband are on the aisle, the wife, both me and his wife were on the seat, um, on the window and didn't know this couple. And the husband turns around to my husband and says, looks at his binder, he goes, your wife too. And Chris goes, I, I beg your pardon. He goes, my wife's got one of those too, like the binder. And I started laughing. I said, no, that's his binder. That is not mine. And the wife turned around and she looked at me and she, so then the husband and I are cross talking about our spouses and then this, <laughs> his wife and my husband are like, oh my gosh, yes. And they're showing, and she was like, oh, she's showing was, each other their binder. Well, she didn't have her binder with on her that she could show, yeah. but she was in awe of Chris's binder and how well organized <laughs> and thought out it was. And the guy, the husband was kind of like, great. Thanks. I'm like sorry. I, sorry, I drew attention to your husband's quirkiness because now this is what I get to expect on my next vacation. And I'm like, well, I'm taking it with me wherever we go. Oh, he did, and chill about halfway through the trip, and I'm like, can we, oh, can man. we leave the binder in the room today? Can we just? <laughs> and that was Cozumel. We left. That is you. We left the binder in the room in Cozumel, and I don't need to talk about how Cozumel went. I think I have talked on this podcast about how Cozumel went. 
I did actually was, not too long was ago. That a result, was that a result of not having the binder? No, no. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. kind of. We didn't okay. get lost. I got highly intoxicated and was friends with everybody. Oh, there wasn't something in the binder that told you how many drinks to have? No, 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 there wasn't. <laughs> no, there no, wasn't. No, there sure wasn't. Nor was there anything in the binder that told us. And we left the binder on the on the ship, so if there was, we didn't know. And there was nothing in the binder that told us that we shouldn't have large margaritas before going on our tour that was also going to serve us lots and tequila. lots of tequila and rum. Um, oh, yeah. So we had a really good time on that. <laughs> on, why, did he, why did he leave the binder on the ship? I asked him to. Oh. I said, I need a little, I need some spontaneity. The binders become a little much for me. Can we leave it? Can we leave the binder today? Oh, I thought you meant when you were off the ship, when you left the trip, he left the binder. Oh, no, no, no. Well, oh, no. Okay. So when we stopped okay. at that particular, yeah, we stopped at that particular port. I said, can, can we oh, not okay. take the binder with us today? And, uh, and the result was? And the result was... A lot and of fun. <laughs> yes, living living my best like life. Well, <laughs> it actually started with me trying to, because one of us, not me, was more in, <laughs> more intoxicated at the start of the tour than the other. So, okay, I had to maintain my partner and his quirkiness. Oh my! Because that's how it's fun. Yes, because he when he when he drinks. Um, everything is hysterical and I had yeah and I had to hone some of that in like you're going to don't get us arrested in Mexico please thank you um yeah so then we went on the trip we sobered up but then I got mine started to kick in and then we started to drink at the stops on the tour yeah and then yeah. we were both inebriated and just trying to look out for each other and then we got oh, back to the cruise port and he was more sober than I was and I had another margarita and don't remember shopping for souvenirs. Um, I woke up the next now, morning. morning is, there and, a, is there a page in the binder for hangover cures? No, but there's, there, there probably will be for the next vacation the, in, the in February. Addendum, the addendum, yeah, to, the addendum the to the binder. Um, but yeah, I, I, I woke up the next morning, Pat, and said, what? When, where where did I? you buy t-shirts? He goes, I didn't buy these. And he held them up and I went, I would never purchase that. It's ugly. And he was like, you did. You bought all five of these t-shirts. Oh my and God. I never wore a one of them. They went to drunken, go. drunken shopping. Oh, it was, they were on sale. Apparently. <laughs> Got a good deal. That's one of those quirks, right? <laughs> yeah. It's an endearing story now. We can call it a quirk. Sure, <laughs> we'll call it a quirk. Um, it was an endear it's an endearing story to tell, you know. But um, it was a lot of fun, and that is good. That's a good story. Yeah, but when we come back, <laughs> we're gonna rein it in. We're gonna try to rein it in. I don't know how. We've said it all today, um, and and I'll wrap up uh, the podcast with a quirky meditation. So. Stay tuned. Welcome back. 
Welcome back to Unscripted Energy. And so the word of the week we've been talking about is quirky. And Pat and I, you know, sometimes we pick words, Pat, and we don't, like we said at the top of the podcast, we have no idea if it's going to be yeah. able to be talked about. Um, yeah. We're both self-proclaimed proclaimed quirky people. Um, so it did give us a bit of talk to talk about. And while we were on the break, I was telling Pat about this article that I read. Um, it's from the website called greatergood.berkeley.edu. So out of, it's a magazine out of um, out of Berkeley U um, or Berkeley College, mm-hmm. and it's called the Greater Good Magazine. It's a science-based insights for a meaningful life and they have some pretty good articles in it um this article that i was talking to pat about is an article by uh, kira newman um, and she writes about how to bring humor into meditation and i wanted to just kind of bring this up briefly because um, she talks in this article um about um and if i say this incorrectly i apologize but um Shade Meng Tan, um, who's a mindfulness leader, um, he founded this organization called Search Inside Yourself Leadership Institute. Um, so, if you're you're interested in, you know, in that, you can go look that up. The Search Inside Yourself Leadership Institute or S I Y L I dot org. Um, it's a mindfulness institute that. Um, that Tan teaches um, mindfulness and emotional intelligence um, from there. And he started a mindfulness class actually at Google and trained Google's employees around the world on the art of meditation, but really about how to um, cultivate uh, a, a mindset around the motto of life is too important to be taken too seriously Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and he talks about this in his book that he wrote called joy on demand the art of discovering happiness within and one of the things that tan talks about in this book that pat and i kind of giggled about um well he talks about first that he says that he himself is living proof of this philosophy um, that uh, with the, the title that he put on his business cards when he was at Google was, you know, like I have, you know, CEO of Haven Hypnosis and Wellness, you know, Pat, you probably have a title on your business card, right? I'm looking at her business card across my office, but it, I can't see it from here. But he, uh, Tan, when he was at Google, he had on his business card, Jolly good fellow. <laughs> that was his oh title. Oh my gosh! I just realized something. What? There is a video. I'm. I would guess it's still on YouTube. That I. That was one of my first introductions to mindfulness. Was. Is this video with him? Really? Intru- yes. Introducing John Cabot Zinn oh. doing a mindfulness practice with the people at Google. Yeah. He's, he's I, a, he's I a... know this guy. Okay. Okay. About. Yeah. So yeah, he... I didn't know he, I mean, that's the only time I've ever seen him. 
but I didn't know he wrote books and all this. Yeah, he's he's quite he's quite the character. When I reading yeah. reading this, um, oh, that's really cool that you've seen him before. Yeah. So yeah, Jolly yeah. Goodfellow is printed on his business cards as his title in Google. Yeah, because he talked about that in the in this video I saw years and years ago. And when I read that in this article, it just made me laugh. I thought, oh, Tan must uh, he must be a quirky individual. Yeah. Um, he encourages lightness and playfulness in meditation and mindfulness. And as a mindfulness teacher and people who have practiced mindfulness and meditation, there's a formal way that we're taught and then there's an informal way we're taught. And the formal way is so rigid sometimes that I think it shies people away from the idea of whether they can meditate or not. Um, and so in the this uh, practice, the way that Tan teaches it is that uh, mindfulness training, um, you know, he encourages the lightness and the playfulness. And a lot of the teachers that Pat and I follow, um, they really do. They really have this kind of quirky yeah. lightness about them. Um, in this in this book that I mentioned, uh, Tan talks about. Um, he has a chapter called "That Happiness Is Full of Crap." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, in the in the he in, in that chapter he talks about um, that the mind or you know is, is a, like a pure piece of gold. Our mind is this pure piece of gold that's inside of a big ball of cattle dung and he, which Pat pointed out yeah our mind is brilliant and wonderful and shiny and, and full of hope and uh, and perspective and like right all these you didn't say all that but essentially that's what you let you were leading to mm -hmm. but we have to go through a lot of crap in order to get there and just to be fair I didn't say crap oh she I said I said the other word she said the other word <laughs> She did. And I won't say I'm... Well, you, you know, it's unscripted. If you say it, it's okay. But, <laughs> but he he then goes on to say that great spiritual teachers, in his observation, tend to be very funny people. Yeah. And Pat and I were like, yeah, that's true. A lot of the greats that we follow and have taught us yeah. have had quirky senses of humor. Yeah. You know, and that just goes to show you that the happiness is within us. We got to clear out the, the stuff, but in order to get there, in order to discover it, but it doesn't have to be rigid and difficult. It doesn't have to be drudgery. No, it, you're trying it, to work through the drudgery. It's supposed to be. <laughs> Don't call fun. yourself more. It's supposed to be fun. Choosing is. happiness is supposed to be fun. It is. It absolutely is. Um, and one of the practices that, that Tan talks about is he does a 10-minute meditation called the puppy dog meditation, um, which I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do the puppy dog meditation. I have my own spin on one that's similar to it, but I wanted to bring attention to this article because I wanted to do this, this meditation that we're going to do, and it reminds me of the puppy dog meditation, which... Five five very easy steps. Um, but if you've never, if you're curious about the puppy dog meditation um, by Tan, T-A-N, um, and 
go out and look for it on YouTube, and if I find it, I'll post it on our Facebook page so that you can see the puppy dog meditation in correlation with what I'm about to do with you here. So, if it is safe and comfortable for you to do so, I'm going to invite you to just stop where you are and drop in. And these five easy steps that we're going to do, they re revolve around five words, relax, rejoice, resolve, refine, release, which are kind of key principles in mindfulness training and being able to teach you how to do mindful meditation. So if you're one of those people who thinks that you can't meditate, I'm about to take you on a journey to prove you wrong because you can. You can meditate. Anybody can meditate. You just probably have a preconceived notion that you've been doing it wrong because you feel like you have to do it the formal way. So wherever you are, if it's safe for you to do so, if you've dropped into this moment, I want you to just allow yourself to just be. I don't want you to focus on your breath. I don't want you to focus on anything. Just sit and just be and just let your mind do whatever it's going to do. And perhaps in this moment, with gentle curiosity, you just allow yourself to be exactly as you are, who you are, how you are. and just relax. Nobody needs anything. Nobody wants anything. And if your mind wanders, that's okay. If it wanders too far away, just gently, lovingly encourage yourself to come back to this moment and just be. Just sit or lay or stand, however you're listening to this, and just be and relax. And just accept that you are relaxing. And just accept that you are. You are a being. You are a being that existed long before this moment. And every step of the way, from the moment you were born, to the moment you were a child, to the moment you were a teen, to the moment you were an adult, you just were. And along the way, perhaps you had to mold and conform. But you can allow yourself to just be what you are right now in this moment. And at the same time, honor your child self, your baby infant self even, toddler self, child self. Let that mind wander safely as a mindful observer and just relax your infant self. Relax your 
toddler self. Relax your child self. Relax your teen self. Relax your whole self. And if your mind tends to wander again too far away back to any of those selves, just gently, lovingly carry them back to this self and just be. And then rejoice. What a good human you are. This self is familiar with you and all your quirks. This self and all those selves have loved to sit beside you every way of the journey, holding you, comforting you, laughing with you, accepting you. And when you recognize that each one of those selves has joined you on this journey and are sitting next to you now, just rejoice. Just rejoice in their existence and how they bring you to your whole self. They're part of you. But if you find that you're wandering back to any of those places, also rejoice in their existence and the place that they, so those selves take up in this self before gently bringing yourself back to your whole self. And then resolve. Ah, back to your whole self. It takes a little more training to just stay in your whole self, in this self, in this moment, as you are now. During this moment. Resolve yourself to just pay attention to this self and enforce a bit of self-discipline in staying in this self in a gentle and loving, caring way. And just notice this self integrated with all those selves. And just be. Just be. now that you have trained your mind and yourself to just be in this moment integrated into your whole self all the selves it takes practice it takes time to refine those skills so now tune into your breath and notice your whole selves, all yourselves breathing one breath, each breath, this breath, and then this breath, 
and then this breath as you refine those skills focus on your integrated self and all that makes up wonderfully quirky you in this breath and just be you have now fine-tuned and trained your mind and you can allow yourself to frolic and be free to let go of all effort and allow the mind the body the spirit to just be just be as you acknowledge briefly each of those selves integrated into the whole say to yourself in your mind's eye to your infant self I wish for you to be happy say to your toddler self I wish for you to be happy say to your child self I wish for you to be happy. Say to your teenage self, I wish for you to be happy. Say to your young adult self, I wish for you to be happy. See yourself in this moment and say to yourself, I wish for you to be happy. As you release and let go of all the efforts and allow the mind to just be and just be happy, all of the crap just slides away from the golden nugget that you and smile at your whole self. and wish for you to be happy. Namaste. Namaste. Oh, that was really good. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you to, and again, if I butcher his name, I apologize. I thank you to uh, Shade Ming Tan, who inspired my yeah. meditation from his puppy meditation. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So take all of yourselves into this day and every day as you go forward and let yourself just release the crud and embrace the quirky, shining gold nugget that you are. <laughs> That's all any of us can do. And so with that, signing off for Unscripted Energy, I'm Nora Noble. Be well. Stay safe. Peace.